Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. Violence in America today is not caused by the war. It's not caused by repression. There is no romantic ideal involved. Let's recognize these people for what they are. They're not romantic revolutionaries. They're the same thugs and hoodlums that have always plagued the good people. All right. All right now. Sit back now. Relax. Let your mind unwind. Let the cobwebs and fog slip on out of your ears and slide on down your shoulders. But before we go any further, I want to know how's everybody feeling? That's how you kick off the show, baby. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. And of course, I am joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth, and a man with not just one, but two PhDs in on-air mixology, as he has just proven. Say good afternoon to Lost Hola. Hola, baby. We you got you got that done, right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, technically speaking, I speak Spanish. <laughs> Of course, every group thought centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world. Y'all, how you doing, pal of mine? Happy Columbus Day. Everything's on. Yeah, happy Columbus Day. Everybody's changing that. It's going to be something else soon. Happy, 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 happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Indigenous, That's what it's going to be. I know. I noticed that as well. That's what it's going to be. Neither of us are. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for somebody to start protesting at Columbus Circle, asking them to take down that statue. You know, <laughs> That, they, they are. They are all over the place. Nah, so that, that one won't happen. Columbus Circle's not going anywhere. We we are back, though, after an extra week off because, you know, I had to get myself a brand new grill. I'm still getting, uh, trying to deal with my, uh, I'm now, uh, my, my new uh, on-air name is going to be uh, MC Lisp and Drool. That's the uh, new thing. I, I swear to God, the, the drool thing that's going on, you know, after the dental work, it's the kind of thing I've always associated with people on lithium. Okay. That, you know, they're just, you know, antipsychotic meds. And, you know, it's the kind of thing, I'm not sure it's going to require wearing, you know, a fashionable lobster bib, okay, at all times, but we're, we're, we're getting close you, to you, you probably should. Or you, you could grow a beard? I could, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> way, and then just wring it out yeah, at the end of the day. Well, you know. Yeah, I, was, uh, I had to uh, break the Yom Kippur fast through a freaking straw. <laughs> so that wasn't as much fun as it should have been. Obviously, though, we've been away for that extra week because I had to go see my dentist. And, you know, so far, so good. We'll see how it goes. They look good. Now it's just a yeah, matter of figuring nice out how to fucking eat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've got lots and lots of stuff to get to today, uh, including the Grim Reaper brings his political scythe back to Staten Island. Senators McCain and Corker revisit Highway 61 and shed their coating of ideological moss. Lynn Sanity 
tries to take his new dreads down the lane and gets a forearm shiver from Kenyon Martin. Plus, uh, the president saved $600 million on this year's F-35 jet order, and all it took was an extra $2 billion from taxpayers to do it. Remarkable. It's a new math. Also, why I think that Aung San Suu Kyi took her Nobel Prize, Peace Prize winnings, and used it to enroll in Trump University. Okay? <laughs> and George and I will talk about guns while arms and teeth with yes. nothing but logic. <laughs> okay? Of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the area. It's just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood. Florida, that means it's just past 8 o'clock in the morning on the Big Island. Aloha to the Kahu crew. Just past 7 at night in Dublin, Lisbon, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. Yo, Grandmaster Flash, are you locked and loaded with a funky uh, full metal I am. jacket? I am. They get ready to skin that smoke wagon. It's the Groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com.
Yes, we're back. Another verse of rap, another tune, a bar and star. Yo, we're back, he's killing, killing, villain, willing. Show shock, clap and rock to the point of no return. Or to the point of madness and burn. Starters, I call suckers or a new jack in case you never knew that. Cool, bow. Check out the scenery, Jim. You're not the future, you're history. You try to compete and bust the groove. But when it came to battle, where the fuck was you? Hardcore on wax and I sell it. That's how we roll, so that's how I tell it. Call it dope, call it what you want. But the fact remains, I'm getting paid up front. Tax free, money in my pocket. Trim from the ladies, cause I know they got the superior. On the mic when needed. Surprise call, cycle's completed. Facts I gather, position is stronger. Remain alert just a little bit longer. As I pound you down, with the funky sound from my part of town. so angry nowadays and this is just ancillary nerf anger that we spin off from the hardcore primal stuff that we all carry around like a venomous playboy air freshener you know I don't want to get off on a rant here but I really want to get off on a rant here uh, America is angrier than Burt Reynolds presenting an Emmy to Lonnie Anderson you know we we are angry that our streets have never been more dangerous we're angry at our so-called leaders for being more concerned with partisan mudslinging than solving our country's problems. Let's face it, we are a PMS nation, and we always have been. Under the fancy patriotic paint job, America is a country built on anger. What? 
You're not going to let us worship whom we want, when we want, where we want? Well, fuck you, Limey. We're starting our own country. See you at the bicentennial ass face. You know, as a nation, we've been seething with anger from day one. But now this country is in the grip of a temper tantrum of cataclysmic proportions. At this rate, we're only days away from having to install metal detectors in church. Every little misstep in daily life, every minor tangle, every botched do-si-do, every burr on the dream of smooth sailing is a potential interpersonal Gulf of Tonkin incident. No sides, no cause, just sheer anger and rage. You know, people are about to snap the minute they shoulder roll out of bed in the morning. They're still angry about a dream where they didn't get laid. The s <laughs> you know, the snap factor is so high you're liable to get beaten to death with a canned ham in the supermarket just because your cart rear-ended some frustrated psycho ninja wannabes cart <laughs> and you broke the head off one of his animal crackers. <laughs> And in America these days, that'll get you a Jimmy Arnest Kung Fu star lodged right in the center of your forehead. And a jury won't even convict Grasshopper if the defense can produce the decapitated animal cracker. You know... Hey, it worked for the Menendez boys. It's probably going to spring the juice into the open field. It's every bully's excuse these days. Why not make it yours? Do I know how fast I was going, officer? Yeah, I do. I was doing 115 fucking miles an hour because I have a huge red pepper of rage lodged in my sphincter muscle, all right? <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. We're angry because we feel overlooked, inconsequential, and undervalued. And when we feel we don't matter, it's easy to hurdle past the fail-safe point and we are gone. We can no longer be called back by Strategic Air Command. They're impersonating our wife's voice, and we're headed for Baghdad with the radio off and phasers on go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I, for one, am not apologizing for it. Why shouldn't I be angry, living in a culture where MTV gives an asswipe VJ like Kennedy her own TV show? <laughs> Obviously, you thought I meant Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Everybody feels anger. I don't ever want to not feel anger. But the collective mistake we're making is this. Anger used to be a baseline that we used to merely lie underneath, a funky bottom to our cultural zeitgeist. But by not periodically adjusting our levels and assigning it its proper place in the mix, Anger is now broken out into a shrieking Nugent guitar solo that's drawing a rivulet of blood from all of our ears. Our rising anger is the emotional head on a vast pimple of ignorance and fear. America is a melting pot of 250 million people who come from wildly different cultures, religions, and races, and all of them are feeling the pressure to succeed, to secure a place for themselves and their families. Being in America today is like being outside the gates of a Who concert. And you know something? The mood has turned from hopeful to fearful. The crowd has become a day of the locust mob. The jostling isn't friendly anymore. It's every man for himself. They just made the announcement that there aren't enough seats. It's first come, first serve, and we're bracing for the big push. We are angry in America because the fabric is tearing, the support rope is frayed, the big gate is closing, time is running out, and only the fierce little pig is going to suckle at the tit of plenty. Of course, that's just my opinion. If you don't agree with me, let's step outside and kick each other's ass.
Blondie there, Puerto Rico, shout out to Puerto Rico over there. I, I, I'm under the impression that Donald Trump thinks it's actually like an entire other country that we shouldn't be paying attention to. But uh, that particular... It, it speaks. It is. To him. That's all he... That's all he know. They speak Spanish? Fuck him. Paper towels for all my friends. Oh, that, yeah. I know. It was unbelievable. It looked like he had a decent... Look, I'll tell you something, though. He actually looked like he had a better free throw you know, motion than like Shaq did, which isn't saying much, but still... That is uh, Puerto Rico from Blondie. That was a demo they did in 1975, and then they put it out. They put out an album called the Platinum Collection, and uh, in 1994, and that was on that. Before that, the Johnson Brothers, on the run from their self-titled album, the Johnson Brothers, came out in 2010. It's their only album, to the best of my knowledge. Before that, Dennis Miller. Again, I've got all of his rants from that TV show, and he absolutely got it right. Um, you know, about how angry we are and how, you know, everybody's just getting pissed off at each other now and everybody's scrambling for what they consider is like a zero-sum game, you know, for, for success. But the part that I like the most is where he goes, you know, uh, we live in a country where an asswipe named, you know, like Kennedy can get her own show. Well, she now has her own show, again, on the Fox Business Network. And right after the shooting in Vegas, she sent out a tweet that said, if the psychopath had, God forbid, driven a truck into that crowd and killed 100 people, would we be talking about truck control? No, said Kennedy. So somebody else sent her a note back saying, can you imagine that? Registering trucks, requiring insurance for injuries they cause, licensing and testing drivers? What a shock. That's, I hate that when they say, you know, guns don't kill people, people Kill people. People with guns manage to kill all fuckload of people. I've never heard of a drive-by knifing. I've never heard of somebody being, you know, about to knife somebody from an elevated position a thousand yards away. In any event, for that tough crew, my part of town from Danger Zone, that was basically, uh, that came out in 88. That was kind of Philadelphia's first, I don't know, kind of super hip-hop group there. For that, yeah, baby, Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers, blow your whistle. That is from uh, Salt of the Earth, which came out in 74, of course. 
Chuck Brown, the godfather of Go-Go. I used to have a, an album. I would love to be able to find this again. It's called Go-Go Crankin'. And it had just all the great stuff from D.C., uh, you know, from all that Go-Go stuff. It was just really, really great stuff put together. And kicking off the set, yeah, I'm ensorcelled. Okay, it used to be Calibro 35, now it's Greta Van Fleet. That was Safari song, once again live in the Sound Lounge. I played a track from them a couple of shows ago. Yeah, they don't sound too much like Zeppelin, do they? I don't think so. A little bit? Just yeah, just a, a tad. Just did. a around tad. The, uh, around the eyes. So, what caught my eye recently? Uh, I don't know. What well, first off, I have a big mazel tov to uh, Antonio Cromartie, who is a uh, player in the NFL. He just welcomed his 14th child. There, yeah, but that's not what's what's so impressive. This was after he got his, had his fourteen child, after he had gotten a uh, vasectomy. Oh, he got a vasectomy. That's I, that's what be that's man. That's a man. Because um, you can't stop his boys from swimming. You know, I have had a vasectomy, and that's like a little bit of a scary thought. Oh yeah, because he's he, you know fourteen <laughs> kids, fourteen kids. Wow. He had he already had like twelve. He already had I think. 12 or 13, he's had a couple more since then. Either he's got to put a holster on that thing, okay, or yeah. he's got to insist that the ladies he's sleeping with are doing, you know, are, are at least trying to, you know, have his back or front or whatever on this. Because whatever they did I, I ain't know. working. He's just too strong, man. He's too powerful. That must be it. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, in the cheating scandal going on between the Yankees and Red Sox, after the Red Sox got caught cheating by – uh Wi-Fiing the, the the signals down to uh, the dugout instead of just you know having somebody go say it. A Yankees fan was ejected from a game for yelling pitch locations to Gary Sanchez. So you know the Yankees can cheat as well. Basically, what this guy was doing, he had a seat behind home plate and he was sh- shouting out the pitches, the pitch locations to Gary Sanchez, who was the batter at the time, and the catcher heard him. And told the uh, the umpire, and the umpire went back, got the guy kicked out. Uh, let me see, Jeremy Lin. Ah, this this story just cracked me up. Jeremy Lin, of course, from Lin Sanity. He's he's got this thing about his hair. He's he's always putting his hair in different styles. Well, guess what? He decided to do dreadlocks, and he was he he was accused of what is called cultural appropriation by Kenyon Martin. And uh, I thought it was funny because Kenyon Martin played. Uh, his college ball at Cincinnati. And during a game, uh, when he was at Cincinnati, somebody went up to take a shot, and he blocked the ball and literally hit it into, like, the fifth row. And the announcer went, boy, he really iked that one. The Ike Turner reference on that. Oh. Oh. I, I, I was thinking of the president, and I'm like, I'm not one of my... Yeah, I know. That's the whole thing. You really got... That one, you have to explain. I like Ike. Out. What's wrong with the... What's well, wrong with No, no, no. He gave it, he gave it <laughs> the oh, Ike Turner treatment. the other ones. You know, like, last you gotta, show, we were, I was, we were talking about how, you know, we, we want to be the good guys. We don't engage in schadenfreude. Yeah, too late. Right. Yeah, because once again, just like uh, Screlly, you know, uh, Farmer Boy... Mm-hmm. You know, we were Martin, happy. Martin, see, yeah, yeah, Marty, Martin, we okay. call him. Here's another one. George Zimmerman says he's homeless and suffering from PTSD. Wow, that's a bummer. Hold on, wait. No, not so much. Well, I'm sure that he, if he posted the corner where uh, or the alley where he is sleeping in a box, that a lot of people would like to come and help him. 
<laughs> he should probably it use be post-traumatic stress social disorder. media. It would be current stress. I think disorder. he should he should uh, check in somewhere, like on Facebook. You know, check oh, location. Like what what intersection can we go yeah, to I'm find fine. you yeah. and help you? Right. I just want to talk, baby. Yeah. We just want to talk. As long as you're not hey. Well, I'm, don't, I might, don't don't pull those skittles on me, though. If you pull skittles on me, I'm gonna have to put well, you down. I, I was going to bring him food, but I will make sure not to bring him skittles. I have some peanut M and M's here. There you uh, go. That's good. Uh, let me see. You know, so much shit went on that we forgot about uh, the earthquake in Mexico. And a few shows ago, I was talking about you know the cluster of earthquakes in Yellowstone, and then the ones out by the super volcanoes in Hawaii. And I said, you know, this is a sign that. There's, there's, you know, there's a big one on the way that's going to affect us. Well, yeah. there you go. You know, check the tape on that one. On the subject of checking the tape, this one, absolutely. I was talking about this a long time ago. Okay. Unsealed documents show Kobach urged Trump to change federal voting law, which is exactly mm, what I right. said a long time ago. I said, you know, he was, what he was trying to do was change the voting laws in his state. But it couldn't get done unless the federal government did it first. And he was on Trump's transition team. Mm-hmm. So there's a picture of him while, you know, smiling with Trump in, like, Bedminster, New Jersey during the transition. Okay, And he's standing there holding classified documents in the picture. And I said, you yeah. know that what this guy's <laughs> doing is he's telling yeah. Trump, I need you to do this, so, this on a federal level so I can do it on a state level. Okay? Well, guess what? Yeah. As it turns out. That's exactly what the motherfucker did. Just like I said, check the tape on that one, too. I knew it. I knew it. You knew that was his whole thing. I said it before. You know, Kobach's not an idiot. He's from fucking Harvard magna cum laude. Okay? He's not stupid. What he is is evil. We, we had this discussion. The mm-hmm. evil genius. Yeah. No, I hate that shit. On a uh, local level, this one uh, caught my eye. Democrats win special election in a Florida race against Republican who was on The Apprentice. Okay, now this was um, a race between uh, Tadeo um, and Diaz. Okay, and it said the abbreviated and heated contest was characteristic of Miami-Dade's brand of rough and tumble politics. Supporters of Diaz painted Tadeo, who was the Democrat, as a communist sympathizer, linking her with the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia or FARC. An unfounded ac- accusation she characterized as painful. You want to know why it's painful? The FARC kidnapped her father. This is a guy who had fought for the United States Army in World War II. Okay. And that is what prompted her fa- family to flee from Colombia when she was a child. And they accused her and her family of being in cahoots with the revolutionaries who had kidnapped her father. Uh, right. Okay. Tadeo, on the other hand, and her backers, meanwhile, portrayed Diaz as a lobbyist insider and repeatedly tied the Republican to Trump. Diaz once appeared on Trump's television show, The Apprentice, and endorsed the president. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, what's the difference between these two sets of accusations? Well, one's a lie and the other one's fact. Okay. That's the difference right there. Works for me. That is the difference between what happened. And guess what? The facts... One out this time. Tadeo beat Diaz. Okay? And this is one of those things. This is like a little teeny thing. It's not making national news. We're always talking about what's, you know, what's going to happen now when, when people start to get sick and tired. 
you know, right. of, of all this bullshit, and they start to see Trump for what he is. And you mean or, the really slow people who didn't see it years didn't ago? didn't see it years ago, right, right. or, how, you know, yeah. Well, there you go. That's the difference. She basically said what he what was real, and he basically lied, and the real won out. So, yay! Yay for reality. <laughs> On the subject of politics that are fucked up, ex-Representative ex Grimm eyeing Congress comeback after tax fraud plea. Yes, the guy's name actually is Grimm. Uh, he came to order with a law and order image of former FBI. He was a former FBI agent, and he left because he was an admitted tax evader, and he had to go to prison. Okay, he was there for nine months, I believe. Um, this is also the same guy that uh, uh, let me see. He threatened to hurl a reporter off of a Capitol balcony, and it was caught on tape. That, right, right. Remember that I guy? Remember, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. But. Former U.S. Representative Michael Grimm says voters want him back in Washington, and he's hinting that he's going for his old job. Grimm said said he was weighing a bid and his campaign-style rally scheduled Sunday. If he runs, he'd seek to unseat fellow Republican Dan Donovan. He's literally going to run against another incumbent Republican, okay, who the other guy was a former prosecutor who won the Staten Island-based uh, district after Grimm resigned in 2015. So now he wants it back. I'm going to win, said Grimm, 47, uh, on Fox News. When I go out and shake, the, shake these hands and people hug me and they tell me in my ear, you have no idea how many people are behind you. I just know it. Okay, And he's one of those guys that's, you know, a Marine, a Gulf War veteran. Um, but he styled himself as a scrappy fighter for New York's forgotten borough, Staten Island. We didn't forget it. We just don't give a shit about it. Let's just be clear on that. Okay, I get to say that as somebody who was born and raised on the Upper West Side, Staten Island. If I can't get there on a subway, <laughs> then it's not really. It doesn't exist. <laughs> well, for me personally, it's if not. I've got to take a subway to a boat to another subway to get someplace <laughs> on the island, okay, then you know what? Please go to Jersey. All right, <laughs> that's okay. I got no fucking problem with that. Seriously. So there you go. He's bringing his size back. This one caught my eye. Amid protests at Trump Hotel, Neil Gorsuch calls for civility. Now, Gorsuch was yeah. doing a speech um, at the Trump International Hotel in Washington. Okay? And this is – he did this about a month ago, and it was less than two weeks before the court was set to hear all the arguments on Trump's travel ban. And he was doing – the keynote address was to – uh, was at a lunch to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Fund for American Studies. That's the name of the group. I love the names that they come up with this. Mm -hmm. You know, the righteous jihadi constitutionalists. Sure. The oh, American yeah. Heritage Foundation. Yeah, That's, yeah. We're not Nazis. Uh, these guys say they support the principles of liber, liber, uh, limited government, free market economics, and you're going to like this one. You ready? Honorable leadership mm. through academic and fellowship programs. Before Justice, Go Justice Gorsuch spoke, honestly, this list thing is going to – I got a drool. Saliva. But before he spoke, a guy named Roger Ream, who is uh, the group's president – told the audience that he had been surprised by the controversy over the location of the lunch, adding that politics had no role in the choice. Yeah, Pinocchio factor going in there. Now, we were talking last week, you mm -hmm. were bringing up that you were really paying attention to Mueller, 
Well, yeah. the Senate investigators, okay, said that they couldn't rule out collusion, but just couldn't quite make the connection. They can't quite make it. Now, mm. Mueller, on the other hand, right. got this guy, the British guy from MI6. Yes, MI6. Okay, so they're talking to him. By the way, that's – because looking at his picture and everything and reading a little bit about this guy, yeah. that is – that's James Bond. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking he's, spy. He is – Actually, he's the real life oh, James yeah. Bond. That's a, guy, that's a guy who's got a car that, like, right. you know, has but a missile in it. James Bond is a a fictionalization of this guy here. <laughs> well, we were talking about. We said, you know, follow the money. It touched McConnell and the RNC. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So my question is, how many people knew what Putin was up to? Right. Okay. That's really the right. question. What did McConnell know back then? Because he took a very big risk. Okay, denying Merrick Garland any hearings. Let alone letting him, you know, mm-hmm. fill the seat that he should have been in. Okay, right, right. Now he did that. What was his plan if Hillary Clinton had been elected? Was he just planning to have eight people on the court until a Republican came in, mm-hmm. was, or until the Democrats took over the Senate, one or the other? Right. Okay. His thought process was, I guarantee it, that he would absolutely be able to do that because the Senate would remain in Republican hands because Trump would be riling up the troops mm-hmm. now that he wasn't president anymore Putin and Julian Assange would be doing everything they could to hamstring Hillary Clinton and that's how he would do it and so you know I, I think that he really had you know there were people who had the inside line on what was going to happen in November on on all of this crap I think McConnell knew about that and what's what's being brought up now is something that I talked about way back when which mm-hmm. is who came up with the targeting of the ads? They targeted right. these ads. All right, you think that these? Here's a here's another uh, expression for this year: um, troll uh, troll bots, run, troll bots, troll bots. Yes. Okay, but how did these people know which places to target? Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not American electoral college math experts in Russia. Mm-hmm. They had to go to somebody who was. Yes. So. That's the connection that's going to bring the whole thing down. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Somebody is going to find out, you know, because now it's coming out. Google and Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're, people are angry at them. Yeah. For, yeah. They, you know, aiding, doing nothing. Aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting. You know, by, you know, the, the claim of ignorance is not bliss. No. It is they, not bliss. They just wanted that ad money. They didn't care. Right. They didn't care. And that was, you know, their their claim that, you know, we don't even meet these people. It's all done online and blah, 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 blah. You know what? You know, right. your lack of oversight put this motherfucker in the White House, you jackwad. Yeah. And this is why. You don't like him? Yeah. You're against him? Guess what? Yeah. It's your fault, fuckface. This is an example of, of why. And, and, and I say this as a capitalist and an entrepreneur, okay? Certain things should not be for profit, and Absolutely. politics is one of them. Yes, get you know if you can get money out of politics, that enables you to do all the other things. Well, that's just thing. It's, it's the gun lobby is a perfect I'll, example. You got three percent of America only fifty percent of the guns. We'll save that because we will. We'll do yeah. that later. So, yep, this one was easy. McCain and Corker, since they have, they're they're not running again. These two, mm-hmm. okay. Well, as Bob Dylan said, when you ain't got nothing, yeah. you ain't got yeah. nothing to lose, baby. Right. Welcome Freedom's to Highway 61 Revisited. Revisited. Mm-hmm. John McCain uh, attacks gerrymandering and tells the Supreme Court to return control of our elections to the people. Okay? Corker. Tillerson, Madison Kelly, quote, separate our country from chaos. 
Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, then Donald Trump, this is one of those things that's really incredible because Donald Trump then tweets that Corker was never on board mm-hmm. and that once Trump said that he was not going to support him in his, in a campaign, that's when he decided he wasn't going to run again and that he really wanted to be attorney general, none of which is true. Everybody knows it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to say he's lying, okay? Except Corker now doesn't have to run another campaign, so he can So he comes out and says, it looks like somebody wasn't paying attention to the children, you know, in, in class. No, right, it's adult daycare and somebody adult missed daycare, their shift. Yeah, somebody, somebody missed, missed their, their shift. shift. That's it. Exactly. Tillerson calls Trump a moron. A fucking moron. A fucking moron. And it's nice to know. <laughs> I got to tell you something, though. Nice to know that he is a fan of the Groovathon because yeah. we did the Dennis Wolfberg thing last week mm-hmm. where he broke down the categories that classify children's intelligence. You have moron, then imbecile, and it bottomed out no, an idiot. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to know that Secretary of State is tuning in. He's into the Groovathon. I find that. Somewhat reassuring. Rex, baby, honey, sweetie, come on. Keep it together over there, okay? You know, I. it's one of those things where as bad as everybody that he's chosen is, you got to wonder what what the, the, the B team looks like. And that's, that's what scares the Lord. shit out of me. So, mm-hmm. Trump goes to Puerto Rico. And one of the things he brought up was the F-35 jet project. Okay. okay. He actually mentioned that he was talking about how he had saved six hundred million dollars. Now, I have been talking about the F thirty five jet project for what two years now. Mm-hmm. I've been going on and on about it. Okay, I did a whole thing back in two thousand sixteen and pointed out this January that I had managed to get Donald Trump and Bill Maher to jump on the exact same Tony C bandwagon regarding the cost overruns for this congressional money pit slash jobs bill okay and this is right after trump had announced that he had negotiated a 600 million dollar savings out of lockheed martin and i remember saying that uh 600 million ain't what he used to be but right. it ain't nothing it ain't nothing so i applauded trump for what i thought was him saving the taxpayers a chunk of change that could be used for something else well some things of note here for one in 2014 the f-35 jet project was 165 billion dollars over budget Mm -hmm. okay under um let me see what we have here the other here's one that i uh always like under trump's new budget if you don't work you don't eat republicans are kicking people off of snap the 4.1 trillion dollar budget will take over 150 billion dollars away from several poverty programs, including Supplemental Nutritional Assurance Program, which helps low-income people keep food on the table, plus a number of other things. $150 billion is what they're taking out of that. You know, if you'd have paid more attention to Lockheed Martin ripping off the taxpayer, Mm -hmm. you'd have been able to afford to feed people, you motherfucker. Hey, they don't care. They Um, don't care. Now, Lockheed Martin has lobbyists, and those poor poor people, they got the Well, that's the whole thing. What I thought was interesting was... Back in December, uh, Donald Trump, when he was doing his transition, was saying how he wants to save money. And he pointed out this project, the F-35 jet project, which is the most expensive military project in history, mm-hmm. in our history, in, probably in the history of the world. Right. Okay. And he had said, this is ridiculous. The co- you know, we're going to have to do something about this. And Lockheed Martin's stock price went down 2.6% the day after he did that. 
Okay. Right. And it was $253 a share. Okay. Back then. Keep that in mind. 253. Now, the other thing you have to understand is that the F-35 jet project, okay, bits and pieces of it are built in 45 mm-hmm. different, not congressional districts, yeah. states. 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 Yeah. Coincidence? Okay. Yeah. That just happened that way. Just happened. Now, the military's later, latest order for F-35 jets is cheaper, with or without Trump's complaints. That's what the headline in Forbes was. Okay? But the thing is, is that this isn't true. Okay, you got to do the math because he didn't actually negotiate a lower price for each plane. What he did is he simply ordered more of them than the previous order so that the price per jet got cheaper because of an economy of scale. The Pentagon originally had budgeted an order for 68 jets, okay, for 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the cost per jet from the previous order had been approximately – there's three different kinds of F-35s. There's one for the Air Force, one for the Navy, one for the Marines. But the average price per jet was $102 million each. Trump, in his infinite wisdom, said, 68, that's not enough. Let's order 90 jets. And what happened was he then got that – that managed to get the price down to $95 million per jet. So 90 – Times a seven million dollars per savings on each jet equals six hundred and thirty million dollars. That's how he's claiming to save it. Except here's the problem. It's now costing us an extra one point four billion dollars after those savings because we ordered all those extra jets. Nice. You like that one? I do like. Oh, here's the other thing. Guess what? Lockheed Martin's stock is now three sixteen. Okay. Uh yeah. Two fifty three, three sixteen. Holy shit, that's a $63 increase, okay, which was roughly 25% increase since December. Stockwatch should be getting on the ball right there and figuring out who knew Trump was going to fucking toilet tweet back in December and went short. (laughs) And then immediately (laughs) after that, realized he was going to place more orders and went long. Who made money? I want to know where the big money was on that. Those people are the ones we need to start going after. Okay? Trump as well. Now, this brings me back to Puerto Rico and its $73 billion debt and billions more that we're going to need to rebuild it. He's telling us that that Puerto Rico is throwing the budget out of whack. No. Lockheed Martin Mm -hmm. is throwing the budget out of whack. Okay? He said during the campaign, During his campaign, he said, and I quote, we need to wipe out Puerto Rico's debt. He -hmm. said we need to do Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Okay? And guess what? He's right. The bonus pack, you know, Puerto Rico suffers from the same problem that Hawaii does. Since they're not connected to the mainland, they don't use coal for power. They use oil. Yeah. Oil. But they're rebuilding it now. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can get. Okay, Elon Musk. He's and offering. All, and all this money. Go down there. Elon. Yeah. I don't need you to. Okay, I've always wanted you to be a sponsor on the show. Right. But I will forego that for you to go down to Puerto Rico and use that as the test case 
because we can build. We're built for right. scratch. All, re- all renewable we are energy. They already have islands all over the world. Scratch. Watch the, uh, the the. It's on Netflix. Uh, islands of the future about yeah. all these islands. Oh, oh, they're going to go make, away. Make it right that. So, yeah. so I think that's uh, that, that's very magnanimous of you that you're donating the uh, the Absol- Tesla that you would have gotten. Absolutely, free Tesla. My, yeah, yeah, the couple hundred dollars I yeah. after after. More than ten years at almost two hundred billion dollars in taxpayer-funded cost overruns. Perhaps we uh, should insist that Lockheed Martin assume the island's debt. Yeah, sounds That's great. That's what I think. That's, since there's no great. end in sight for it, okay, and the profits to be made due to unforeseen cost issues are never going away. These guys are going to rip us off till the end of you know, fucking. Time. Of course they are. But, you know, back to Puerto Rico really quickly. You know, Trump said during the campaign, because, you know, he lies a lot. So even though he said he, we should wipe out Puerto Rico's like debt, he what he meant to say was we should wipe out Puerto Rico. <laughs> period. <laughs> you know, it, he just threw that on there I just the think that this is a, you know, we're not looking at this as the golden opportunity. And they're talking about a brain drain there, too, because mm. the economy wasn't good. They weren't, you know, there wasn't a lot of uh, high end Somebody said they should eliminate the uh, minimum wage on Puerto Rico, that would help people stay. Shut the fuck up. What you need to do is create an economy there that can sustain the brains that are born there. People, you think Puerto Ricans don't want to live in Puerto Rico? They do. They do. They just can't afford to. They're allowed to come here. They are. Yet they're there. Fancy yeah. that. Well, now they've lost 25% of their population like the last year. Well, yeah, there's nothing there. It went from 4 million to 3 million. And I was talking about this, you know, to, I, I brought it up on the last show before, you know, after Irma hit them and bitch slapped them. Then, you know, I once met a storm named Maria. And suddenly that mm. name will never be the same to me. Right. Came in and wiped out the place. It's wiped out. It's wiped out. Okay, forget about being able to put a food put food on the table. They don't have a fucking table. Mm-hmm. There are no tables. These guys are literally getting stream water. Yeah. Okay, to drink. We need to use this, okay, as a boilerplate for what can be. We're going to be able to build yeah. the infrastructure from the ground up. Right. Okay. It's a contained space. Right. Okay. So we can do it. We can do it, and it's in the Caribbean. So, yeah, I think we can get some solar energy going on there. I think we can get some wind energy wind, there. tide. Tide. Whole, all of that stuff. I'd love to see that happen. And unfortunately, you know, what really kind of frosted my cookies was seeing all of the posts from people criticizing the mayor of Puerto Rico. What a piece of shit. She's a liar. This, that. I, I literally I'm, wanted I'm, to stand I'm back and go, done. you realize these people are, like, poor. There's specs. Where you you, you want to get sympathy from really people? Is. It really is. They're I, I bigots. Don't think like that, and yet, and yet, and yet, I am confronted with having to employ cognitive dissonance in order not to. You, yeah, you have to. I'm tired. I, you know, cognitive dissonance to maintain it. It's like it's like keeping your fist clenched. Yes. you can only do it for so, so long, long, and then uh, you go numb. It hurts. I can't do I'm it anymore. Really, I really. You know, I, you see him go down it's there. It's bigotry. It's listen, Trump is a bigot, and and that's a deal breaker for that's a deal breaker for most of them. It, 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 it's a deal breaker for if you're not a bigot, and it excuses well, every other you thing. If you every are, every Republican isn't a racist, but every racist I ever met is a Republican. And I think right now these what, days, yeah. these days, I'm going to take them on a case by case basis because if you tell me that there is a Republican out there that isn't a bigot, I would say to you. 
Prove it. Show me. Yeah, prove it. I would like to talk to this person. I I, I know that the, the possibility exists for that, sure. that it's not impossible. Uh, highly unlikely, very dubious. You would have to explain to me. You would have to introduce me to this person. They'd have to be so pitifully they, naive as They would the have to world. explain to me why they're a Republican and it's not based on they hate everybody that isn't just like them. I, I, you, they they I would have to convince crazy. me of that. Have, you know, I'm from New York, so I got tons of friends of right. mine from PR. Mm-hmm. You know, Puerto Rican Day Parade is a lot of fun. Well, it used to be a lot of fun. I don't know. Yeah, the, I've uh, never been to Calle Ocho, you know. Yeah, I've never been to Calle I don't need Ocho. to drive down there to be around a bunch of Cubans. I, I, am, I am one. You I'm are going, a I'm going to one of my family's parties well, you guys this weekend. Look in a fucking mirror. Like, yeah, you know. Hey, Cubano, baby. I get, I get my, my uh, are you hearing these my, days? My you haven't been down there? I guess you're still hearing okay? I don't like them? Cuban music. I'm a horrible. You, <laughs> we've, we talked about this. I'm a horrible Cuban. <laughs> well, obviously, we're going to get into a bunch of other stuff like guns yeah, and Myanmar. Yeah. That's right. We're going to be talking about All Myanmar, right. and I'm going to tell you something. Here's the interesting thing. What I discovered is that the Myanmar, the Myanmar government, mm-hmm. okay, is basically employing a fairly similar tactic as the Trump government in in, in one very important respect, okay. But we're going to keep the groove going anyway, right here on the Groove with Don on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Arizona, a single man has created a kingdom from fighting meth and other illegal drugs. With four landslide victories under his belt, very few sheriffs have enjoyed the job security of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. You either love him or hate him, and in Phoenix, if you hate him, you keep it to yourself. Yeah. That flame is turning to a fire 
Touch that, yeah, or you'll, it's electric, you'll die. Oh, okay. We don't screw around here. This isn't Texas.
business. Alky Yin Yang, Binky Grip Tight, and Sugar Man 3, A Lover Like Me. I played Binky Grip Tight before uh, Sugar Man 3. Um, also, they performed with Charles Bradley. I played him before. That's all off of uh, the Daptone label. That is from Daptone Gold. came out in 2009. The Daptone label is putting out some incredibly, incredibly groovy music out of New York. All those guys doing great stuff. Binky Griptite's actually got his own uh, show that I was talking about a few shows ago. Uh, he does a radio show as well that is absolutely sensational. You want to look that one up. For that, yeah, Suicidal Tendencies, Living for Life from World Gone Mad. That's their latest album. That may, They were saying that this might be their last album. Uh, it came out in 2016. I'm, always, I, I'm a huge Suicidal Tendencies fan. Uh, Fan. I also love their funk band, Infectious Grooves. I played them several occasions before that. The Squires, going all the way. That's a 45, came out in 1966. For that, Eddie Simpson, Big Black Funky Slave, a 45, came out in 1972. Kicking off the set, brand new Prophets of Rage, Strength and Numbers from their CD, Prophets of Rage. And in there, surrounding the Squires, was a couple of clips from a movie called American Drug War, and uh, they were talking, there's a lot of stuff in that movie about uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, whom I know personally, unfortunately. Um, and one of the uh, headlines that caught my eye recently was, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, pardoned by Trump, loses bid for jury trial. The U.S. Supreme Court has denied former Sheriff Joe Arpaio's request for a jury trial in his criminal case that ultimately ended with President Donald Trump pardoning the lawmen. The nation's highest court rejected Arpaio's petition on Monday. Okay, well, guess, you know, what the the whole thing stems from Arpaio's lawyers thinking that he would have a better shot with a jury than with a judge. He wanted a ju- They wanted a jury from Phoenix, okay? Of course, he got pardoned, so it's now irrelevant. And then after he gets pardoned, then the Supreme Court... Denies it. Okay? Right. I, I, I don't understand it. Why'd they even bother ruling on the case? What was the point? Are they, was, is it precedent setting? Did I miss something in there? I know, it seems fucked up. Okay, you ready? Guns. I'm ready. First things first, all right? I don't know if it's a coincidence that what went on in Vegas happened the exact same day that O.J. Simpson was released from prison in Vegas. You think I'm, that's who he was gunning for? I, I mean, we're going to find him at a country music hall. You know, Although I'm with just, OJ, you never know. I'm just saying that might have put this guy over the edge. I'm <laughs> just saying OJ Simpson's release might have put this guy over the edge. That might you know, OJ would have been really easy to find if he wanted to if I know. take it to OJ. <laughs> I know. He absolutely would have stood out. You know, there have been a lot of stuff said about this. And, you know, it, it always comes back to me, to the uh, – you know, good men don't need laws to know the difference between right and wrong, and bad men will always find a way around the law. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think the gun debate is ridiculous. They, you know, everybody always says, you know, if rights are restricted, then only criminals and the government will have guns. Bullshit. That's just absolutely bullshit. At this point, you can't say that anymore. Okay? Get rid of the gun show loophole and require every gun purchase to be registered, and you won't stop criminals from getting guns, but you will make it harder for them to get guns, and more importantly, you're going to make it easier for the police to catch the straw purchasers. Every time one of these assholes says, you know, Chicago's got the toughest gun laws in the nation, and look at all that, yeah, but they're not being manufactured, they're not being legally sold there. There's a whole report that came out, they did, uh, the ATF 
did a sting operation. They, they got this guy in Chicago to fucking roll over on his friend who was bringing guns up from Arkansas and selling them to gang members. That's how this is happening. You can't complain about something and then do absolutely nothing to stop it. It's just insane. Gun stores are now selling out of the bump stocks. You know, those things that can turn a semi-auto yes. into a full auto. Okay. Uh, no. You know what this reminded me of, though? I'm going to tell you something. This reminds That's me not of... what a bump stock does, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay, you'll tell me. But yes. whatever, whatever this thing does, okay, they're selling out of it now. All of a sudden now because, you know, it's, it's you know, they're, they're discussing making it illegal, you know, or require whatever. And what it reminded me of was back in the day, I'm sure it still takes place, whenever a batch of really strong heroin would come into the city and people would mm -hmm. overdose – the next day, everybody be in line for that heroin. Right. They're lining up right there. Well, right. So the thing about the bump stock, I mean, technically speaking, I mean, that's what it does virtually. Virtually. But, you know, it's a shock absorber stock. I mean, you people, initially, you want to buy it because, uh, you know, recoil hurts. Yes. But the side effect is that it, that it, you have to hold it a certain way and hold your your finger on the trigger a certain way, so it pushes your finger back. It pushes the gun back into your finger. Does it turn so, a semi-auto into a full-auto? Uh, virtually. Okay, then that's virtually. all I give a fuck about. Right. Okay, but no, you're not right. allowed to own a fully automatic food weapon. And so the why silencers? are we allowed to buy something that can easily turn shit into a fully automatic weapon? Why right. is that legal? Can somebody explain that? Let, to let me? me. Let me know. When and it's, it's always like, like yeah, oh, but you know, the Obama era stuff. Obama didn't have a choice. The NRA runs Congress. Right. And and they, <laughs> I know this might sound crazy, but the NRA's concern with guns is only to the extent that they know that they can manipulate a large segment of the population. Here you go, Justice using Warren that Berger. issue. The gun lobby's interpretation of the Second Amendment is one of the greatest pieces of fraud. I repeat the word fraud on the American people by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime. The real purpose of the Second Amendment was to ensure that state armies, the militia, would be maintained for the defense of the state. The very language of the Second Amendment refutes any argument that it was intended to guarantee every citizen an unfettered right to any kind of weapon he or she desires. That is from the conservative Supreme Court Chief Justice Warren Berger. That's what he said. Okay, it's we you know, this is another one of those things. Take money out of politics. And mm -hmm. you'll be able to solve these problems. You're a gun guy. You're a Second Amendment guy. Yeah. And you believe in closing the gun show loophole just like I do. I, I believe in a lot of things. All right? I believe – because here's the thing, and this is what frustrates me when something like this happens. All right? I believe that a lot of things ought to be a certain way. Yes. All right? I also believe that there is a wise way to achieve your goals or at least a, a wiser way. Okay, or a wisest way to advance a position and to achieve a goal. And we have historical examples of success in using the correct method to achieve a positive goal with regards to society. And we also have negative examples that have shown failure. And you mentioned a, a, a principle. Long before we were born, there were forces at work in the world and principles. And the best that we can do is understand how they work to use these principles and currents and things to our advantage. And if you don't realize that the gun issue in America, if you can't just, just step back and see how the, the parties are playing. Oh, yeah. This playing is a muddy this. issue. This is a, strictly this. a muddy 
issue. This is about making it, it's you know, and every time and that's the whole thing. I'm going to tell you something you, interesting. Yeah, we talked about this before mm-hmm. as a result of Trump being elected. Gun mm-hmm. sales have gone down because now they can't scream right. and yell and rant rape because that Obama is taking away because coming. we're coming to take away the, your guns. The NRA, the NRA is is a a right wing fascist billionaire agenda promoting organism. Absolutely, all right. That uses the gun issue as a gimmick. All right, MacGuffin. as a MacGuffin, that is their lever. That is their 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 sweet treat. All right, once upon a time, you know, buying votes, you know, uh, Tammany Hall, you know, and, and things like this. Politicians will use whatever issue they can. They will use fear, and they will use a thing where you feel it's your right. It's it, it's the principle of the thing that they're using to win elections, and the left plays into it to the point where I got I gotta wonder if they're if they're all just playing a role if they're role playing now it's time to throw the election let's let's talk about guns and immediately you mobilize the opposition the nra says hey did you hear them they're talking about guns away they're coming to take them away which of course is not true they could if they wanted it's to not true. they could have but nevertheless it's always nevertheless, a slippery slope oh, it's a slippery i slope. require Fuck. i require someone on the other side to play a role for me excuse me there mr bought off fake democrat would you stand up and make some stink about guns just for no good goddamn reason although this time there is but it doesn't matter right would you just stand up and make a stink about guns for a thank you that's all i needed you to do you see how he's gonna take our guns away and they all they all get up off their couch right they all get up off their sister they all put down their can of bush beer and they go out and vote when they wouldn't have otherwise but somebody just activated their fear button it's all fear but look fox news is fear driven of course all of it the guns are fear driven the price of gold uh, is fear-driven. Fear this is about promoting fear. So, promoting fear sure. in order to achieve so what do you say, a George? selfish, greedy agenda. Because this, uh, this again, the, having this argument about interpreting the Second Amendment will go nowhere. And we know this because we've been only been arguing this principle for 200 fucking years, exactly. right? Exactly. Right. So that's not going I love anywhere. I they say, well, you know. By the way, here's because here's the the counter to to that conservative thing that you just wrote. Uh, apparently, there's a misunderstanding about what how does the militia thing happen. If you don't know, let me explain it to you. Well regulated, well regulated, well regulated. All right, all right, all right. Here, again, no, you're not. Let me, let me, listen. All right, we're going to have a militia, and we're going to well regulate it. Do you know what a militia is? How do you how do you create a militia? This is what you're leaving out of the equation because when you get emotional, you leap over things. Yeah. All right. What would you like me to explain how the militia system works? In this, or how it did work here before we had a standing army, and how it works in other places that still have the militia system. Do you know how it works? All right? Here's how it doesn't work. The government has all the guns locked up. And then there's a threat. And then they call people up and say, hey, come over here. We got a threat. Everybody line up and we will allocate guns. That's not how it worked in the revolutionary day. It was the government says to the people, sends out the, the rider, the town crier, and says, there's a threat. Everybody grab your gun and show up to the appointed place so that we can form a militia and then regulate it. Right. So that we can and like form it into an army. Yeah. But that's what the thing is. You gotta grab the gun that you got above your mantle place and go and so it's pointless to bring up the interpretation of the Second Amendment. And here's why I'm frustrated, and here's why these kinds of events frustrate me, and the rhetoric that follows frustrates me, is because we've got issues in America and in the world, and with the issue that I see 
is crazy motherfuckers that that for one reason or another decide that they're going to kill a bunch of people. For example, Tim McVeigh, who used motor oil and right. fertilizer. Right. All right. And and gun laws would not have stopped him. And I know that this is I'm sounding like a right wing guy, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to to be. You're what, not going to stop the, a the crazy progressives, person. The progressives, but to, and, there, and there you said it. The progressives won me over from the right from being one of them with pragmatism That's and logic. logic. And logic by the numbers. And the progressives didn't win me over with the illogic of a law has a magic power to change people's That's behavior. Okay. And here's where we arrive at a problem. No. Because what uh, I... I'm not there. I'm not to the solution yet. The Bath School Massacre, 38 kids and six adults, and the guy used dynamite that he was permitted to have because he had an issue with the town and a tax issue, and he he lost an election. This crazy motherfucker and Tim McVeigh, this crazy motherfucker, and this crazy motherfucker in the hotel room yeah. shooting up the Country Western concert How with, is it his, with his arsenal. There's more. Somebody, I need some more information over here because you do, do a role-playing game. You've been to Vegas. Yeah, man. How try to hire, try to haul all that stuff up to your hotel room. You're on camera. It's the, it's literally. There are, are you shitting me? Per square foot I, any other I need, I need some more information. First of all, on he this literally point set two. up a fucking bunker most that would have made Audie Murphy shit, proud. Most of the shit that he had was illegal. Like, because he's a millionaire, so he can. If you're a millionaire, you can get anything, and we know that, right? Yes. If you're a millionaire, you can buy a person. Yeah. All right. They have that going on. So, sure. so they're already there. He was already in violation of of gun laws, and I, and we should enforce every single gun law that we have. And by the way, most gun owners are in favor of background checks and all of these things. So, sure. so by the way, so here we've got some we've got some points. Do we need sensible gun laws? Absolutely. Um, is it is it going to law is it going to cost the the left some elections to pursue them? Absolutely. So let's get back to the sensible gun laws. Should we enforce the gun laws that we have now and do a better job of doing that? Absolutely. But here's the thing that we're not doing, and that this conversation we're having this conversation instead of the one that I want to have is we need as a society, our government, our schools, our programs, our teachers, our society, the preachers, and everything. We've got to have a discussion about the crazy motherfuckers and recognize. The signs. Dennis Miller was talking about. He said we pass that line. We've we've literally this is it. Right. We just leap the crazy motherfucker. We go right right to ballistic. The crazy motherfucker has demonstrated that he will employ motor oil and fertilizer, dynamite. That they're they will when there where there's a will, there's a way. They'll find a means if you take away. But here's here's my so what? But we're not doing anything about the crazy motherfucker. But here's my point on this, and I and I I agree with your level of frustration. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that we know who we they become, are. We, we become an incredibly, incredibly impatient species. Mm-hmm. And at this point now, okay, if you can't offer a solution to a problem mm-hmm. that fixes it tomorrow, right. I'm not willing to wait around until your solution actually pays dividends. And that's the thing about guns and gun laws. Okay, we will. It's not going to stop everything tomorrow but over time it's going to lessen it it will make it harder to buy 40 guns it will make it harder to buy an illegal gun it will make it harder it will make it easier sure for law enforcement and these people are like well i don't want people tracking my guns why not why not because i want want to be a ninja yeah i want you to tell me about that because all the same people that talk about that as some sort of freedom are the same people you know that want to they 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 want freedom as long as long as it doesn't apply to somebody else's bedroom. 
They're not. Right, right. no. The, I the, want the, the, the hypocrisy, right. You can't fuck your boyfriend the in the hypocrisy. ass, but I get to own a gun. Right. Uh, abortion, gay sex, guns. Yeah. Listen, my, mind your business. You know, the thing that I'm advocating, which is the the mental health education uh, something. Let's just talk about educating people from the from elementary school about mental health issues and how to recognize the signs crazy can't be stopped. for all of the right reasons we Listen, can only hope to deter right. crazy what we can but okay the seriously crazy people we are can do that, recognize people that are in the middle that were thinking about it and would be deterred right by the law well, the law might stop we do them. when something like this happens of course you do everything that you can because it would be unwise and unpragmatic not to of course but what i'm advocating the the mental the mental health attention to mental well, we health throw, we can we do throw, that throw crazy we, people in prison we now. can do Prisons that Prisons are now mental health wards at I this know. point but we can do that in addition to whatever else, warehouse people. whatever else you want to do with For the profit. gun with gun laws you can do the mental health thing in addition to that right now it and really there's there's just Think of all the other positive side effects that that would have. Please don't. You look. You're preaching to the choir, pal. Okay. You're fucking preaching to the all choir. Right. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm just sick of it. And I, I'm I'm really sick of people telling me that, you know, guns are part of our heritage and it's about freedom. Let me tell you something. You know why cars aren't part of our heritage and, and everybody has the absolute right to own one? No, 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 I think they haven't been are. invented yet. I think they're part of our heritage, man. They what? haven't been invented yet. Invented. That's the only reason they're, they're not mentioned in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree that in 1791, okay, when the Second Amendment was written, okay, th- it was written because there were things like electricity and local police forces didn't exist. Right. They didn't exist. They, they didn't. do now. And everybody wants – we're now angrier and angrier and angrier. We have more and mm-hmm. more guns. And this is just mm-hmm. – it's insane. This it, guy insane, literally insane down how many – he had 50, thousands and thousands, thousands of, of rounds, rounds. Of ammunition. What the fuck? How is it possible this didn't raise a flag somewhere? Dude, we, you, you know, we 40 are, guns in a year, 30 guns in a year. What something, the fuck? I'm missing, there's a piece missing. You know, I'm looking at the picture and there are puzzle pieces missing. Right, the piece missing is that nobody want is that the NRA yeah. has made it illegal Listen, to do any research. He's a rich guy. They, they look, think about this. Think about research. this. How would, think about this. Put yourself in Vegas. How you gonna, hey, alright, I'm here in Vegas with my truckload of guns and ammo, how am I gonna, hey, bellboy, what yeah. the fuck did he do? Yeah, and now they're talking about like, well, now they're gonna train hotel staff to be able to spot gun cases. Better. Get the fuck out Are of here. Are you kidding me? Hey, Didn't they ever watch me. The Untouchables? Are you My at- violin? I have a friend of mine, when I was living out in Hawaii, these guys were into guns, and what they mm. did is they actually ordered a gun through a magazine, okay? Yeah. Legally. They, you know, these they're, they're law-abiding citizens and everything, but they put it together at home. They got it in pieces and put it together at home. And then, of course, Melanie liked to use the uh, the little laser scope on it and mm. scare the cat. Oh, yeah. That's that was the whole thing with her. So, there you go. Scare more than a cat. With I want to talk real quickly about something that nobody is talking about. Uh, as tragedy unfolds in Myanmar, the people's heroine stokes the flames of hatred. Okay, Um, there is a civil war going on right now, and not just it's not a civil war. It's basically ethnic cleansing. They are there. There are various groups in Myanmar. Basically, when Aung San Suu Kyi was let out of jail, then she got the Nobel Peace Prize. But she isn't 
running the country. She's basically a figurehead. The military still runs the country. And there were some things that I saw here. said cartoons, always a popular form of political commentary in Myanmar, have become internet memes showing terrified Rakhine sheltering behind army soldiers as sinister Muslims brandish weapons. Others portray butchered Rakhine civilians lying on the ground as foreign TV cameras focus on crying Rohingya, okay? Many refer to government claims that the Rohingya destroyed their own villages to gather foreign sympathies. The military is skillfully exploiting the fears of the Myanmar public. Okay. Okay. In focusing attention on international organizations and the media's perceived bias in favor of the Rohingya, Rohingya, the government feeds into long-running grievances that the Muslim community, albeit under circumstances of extreme oppression, have received far more international aid than their Rakhine neighbors, who are also desperately poor. And while the perceived threat of jihadist attacks by the Rohingya may be massively exaggerated and manipulated for political ends, it is as frightening to the people of Myanmar as the prospect of terrorism is to many others across the world. But these intercommunal tensions have been seized on by the government as well as the military to bolster their own position by appealing to the worst public instincts. Sound mm, like anybody mm, we know? No, 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 no not know. ringing any bells. The up. government's information committee was set up, okay, in Aung San Suu Kyi's name in the wake of last October's ARSA attacks in order to provide the public with what the government called real information. And it has been on the front lines of the war against foreign criticism. Most notoriously, following multiple allegations of mass rape of Rohingya women by security forces during last year's post-October 9th military operations, allegations corroborated by doctors in Bangladesh, okay, among, uh, that was, uh, that were corroborated by the doctors in Bangladesh, among others, okay, they weren't the only people. Anyone visiting Ansan Suu Kyi's official website was greeted with a flashing banner that read, Fake Rape! Okay. Yeah! And an article by the committee calling the women liars. These people are doing what was done in uh, uh, in Africa. Okay, we had... Uh, the the, the, the Rwanda. Rwanda, the, thank, you. thank you. Okay, and you know, you had... There's, there's that, you know, when the Tutsis and the Hutus. Yeah, and they were talking about how neighbors were swapping out family members mm -hmm. because... They were the, the, you know, the, the, the oppressive tribe was going mm -hmm. in and forcing family members to rape each other. Oh, so nice. they were yeah. swapping out family members. Okay? Following, um, yet, when asked outright if he actually believed the World Food Program was supporting the ARSA, which is the, uh, uh, the rebels in Myanmar, Aung San Suu Kyi's spokeswoman, Zaw Hattay, told foreign press, we don't think World Food Program is supporting a group, but we think the aid is ending up in the hands of the terrorists. He denied that placing photographs of ration biscuits next to images of dead children was inflammatory. <laughs> I, okay? It's important to understand that what's going on here is literally the same thing that's going on in America. Mm -hmm. 
fake news. They stuff that happens, and then whoever is in charge starts revving up their thing about fake news. Now in America, okay, we have other news sources. So if you only watch Fox, you're going to think it's fake. But then you can watch anybody else, right? And realize that it's not okay out here. This is not exactly what I would call a press-friendly part of the world. Myanmar has been a closed society for years and years. And now what's happening is you have 250,000 Myanmar uh, natives scurrying across the border into Bangladesh because they're trying to wipe them out, claiming that they are Muslim terrorists. Mm -hmm. And these guys have already stated publicly that they hate jihadists, that they hate al-Qaeda and ISIS. They don't want anything to do with them. But they are feared for some reason by people. Well, are they different? Are they in a group that has a different name? They do have a different name. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. That's it. So this is one of those things. Pay attention to what's going on in Myanmar because Aung San Suu Kyi, Nobel Peace Prize winner, is now pulling a Trump. Yeah. She's doing what Trump did and is doing. She's basically just taking stuff that supports her ideological agenda, and it doesn't matter whether or not it is factually based. And she's doing it while the army, who really runs the country, is out there slaughtering these very same people while posting news items, fake news items, I might add, saying that it's the other way around. And they do it through these cartoons. They do it, okay, you know, it's it's not that bad a thing putting somebody next to, you know, this this picture of, of food and dead children in the same picture you know mm. and so now they're they're trying to keep out the world food program and the un mm-hmm. they won't allow the un people in there the world food program isn't being let in to help feed these people who are right on the border between myanmar and bangladesh in these you know camps that are now set up as and you know they have to cross the border in order to feel safe Aung San Suu Kyi, we, we, we just applauded, we lauded this lady, and now, guess what? You put her in fucking power, she ain't done fucking shit. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. I wanted her to be the savior, and she just couldn't do it. And I'll tell you something. This is one of those things that's happening on our watch. Darfur, Rwanda. Okay? We turned our backs on those people, and literally... You know, because the UN doesn't hasn't defined the difference between an act of genocide and genocide. Yeah, the <laughs> act of genocide versus genocide. I, I don't. What's the difference? Can't define. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know what the difference is, but according to the UN, there is a difference. They don't know what it is either, but they say that it exists. They won't highlight right. it. And this is going on on our watch. On our watch, this is happening. They are wiping out an indigenous people. Yeah. Because they don't here, like them. Here on Indigenous People's Day. They don't like them. And I was saying, you know, I'm surprised that, that Donald Trump hasn't, like, toilet tweeted first thing in the morning that Aung San Suu Kyi is, you know, a great partner in the fight against Islamic terrorism, which would be a complete crock of shit. But that would matter mm-hmm. to him. He doesn't care about that. He wants whatever the most powerful thing is in the world to rule so that he can mm. stand by it. Yeah. How could she do this? And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the opening clip with Nixon, 
<laughs> okay. It promotes the us and them. This is the Trump and Fox Myanmar Information Committee, you know, dynamic that's going on now. They're learning from us. Mm-hmm. They're learning our tricks. She went to Trump you. That's and that's good. what she used her goddamn hey, Nobel at least Peace Prize. Somebody, somebody got uh, something positive out of going to that fake university. Yeah. They just, everybody else just took the wrong classes. They were taking the real estate right. classes. They taken, they the, the, the politics, the politi- political science classes. The, yeah, media manipulation. <laughs> I, I, find oh. it, I, I was reading about this, and it's very you – know, take a look. I, don't, I, don't turn the other way. You know, you've been very magnanimous since your uh, since your mouth thing. First, you donated your Tesla, and now you're talking about Myanmar, and nobody else is. Nobody Boy, you're else, just and you going for sainthood over here. People. They have saints. What this is ethnic cleansing on our fucking watch, pal. This is ethnic cleansing on our fucking watch. Yeah, family yeah. members are swapping out. Be, you if know, they're, they're these, trading because these people they don't care about Puerto Rico, and that's America. You I, think they're going to care about Myanmar? This is, this is happening. You know, and you think. That, that after watching Darfur and Rwanda and knowing what happened, knowing what happened, mm. we're now watching it happen again and we're going we're gonna to turn a blind eye again. You know, not our problem. It's not our problem. Let me tell you something, pal. The world is an increasingly interconnected global society. There's not much you can fucking do about that. I don't give a shit what you think you can do. You can't stop right. progress and you certainly can't turn back the hands of fucking time, no matter how much you'd like to, to a more glorious age, you know? Bullshit. This is happening now. Yeah. And if they can get away with it, somebody's going to watch that somewhere else, and they're going to think they can get away with it. And they're going to yep. try and do it. Sure. And everybody's going to close off their society. Everybody is going to try mm-hmm. and get rid of the people that they think, okay, yeah. are bringing down society as a whole in mm-hmm. their country. And in this case, it happens to be the Rohingya, mm-hmm. okay, who happen to be Muslim and yeah. not Buddhist. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's the Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know those Buddhist monks <laughs> out there? Those Buddhist monks? Yeah, they're saying you know? kill them all. Yeah, they're they're obviously it's re- religion it and participating in it. Right, right, right. They're assholes. Motherfuckers, Ansan Suki, bitch. Okay, all right. Yeah, we got that done. We're gonna keep the groove going though. On the groove of done on SoFloRadio.com. Yeah.
a function, suspect to this. And Iris, boys, to do this. Doors open, office summit. Yo, Peter, think you're in it, man. I'm coming. Reception warm. Not a handshake, my hand shook. Valley's about to break. She was seated, legs long and slim. Over office open, select begin. Push my point across firmly. Call proposal, prime minister, serve me, surely. I serve you with motion, the doors open wider. Hosting. Secretary said for search online too. Yo, put him on hold. The meeting rotates. My dick on taxes. She attacked us with a treaty for disarmament. We signed. So I disarmed And I bought the scotch And as the prime minister Mind if I watch Yeah, I reckon You keep minutes I let you get seconds Then the summit rolls I get veto Presidential pardon Let me geo Lunch became filet of soul with tongue Oval office work is never done Never done of justice is to see that the guilty people are proven guilty and that the innocent are freed. Simple, isn't it? Only it's not that simple. However, it is the defense counselor's duty to protect the rights of the individual as it is the prosecution's duty to uphold and defend the laws of the state. Justice for all. Only we have a problem here. You know what it is? Both sides want to win. We want to win. 
We want to win regardless of the truth. And we want to win regardless of justice. Regardless of who's guilty or innocent. Winning is everything. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. My client, Joe Arpaio, Maricopa County, Arizona, sure. Should go right to fucking jail. The son of a bitch is guilty. That man is guilty. That man there. That man is a slime. He is a slime. If he's allowed to go free, then something really wrong is going on. Mr. Franklin, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order.
the crew is here with you. I take it out your dead master. I tell me, what the fuck you gonna do?
Simpson, I Kicked the Habit. That is from an interesting collection uh, of tunes. The name of the album is Black Exploitation Masterpieces. And there's a ton of more on that. Before that, Rolling Stones, Live With Me from Let It Bleed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Tammy Faye Starlight do Let It Bleed this Thursday. Going to be at Pangea. So that should be cool in the gang. Before that, Run DMC, Sucker DJ from Back in Hell. They, uh, there's, there's a Nah, I'm not even going to bother going into it. I, uh, I was yeah. there. I was at the studio at the same time they were recording uh, that album. I was working with uh, the West Coast Posse. We were doing Breeze and Wise Guys and and those guys. I was working there. It's all down at Chung King's House of Metal. So good memories there. Before that, Graveyard Heising and Blues from the album Heising and Blues. Those guys from Sweden. That album came out in 2011. Before that, yeah, a little bit of the uh, And Justice for All. Joe Arpaio clip, because that is a man that should be put in jail for that third base Oval Office from the Cactus album. Those guys actually only had a couple albums. Like Pete Nice uh, and uh, DJ Prime Minister. Pete Nice was from uh, Columbia University. He's from my neighborhood. Mm. You know, he had a show on the uh, Columbia University radio. Lots of stuff, and there's some great samples in there. The uh, Joe Quarterman, uh, what is it? I wrote down here someplace. The Joe Quarterman uh the Sir Joe Quarterman, that was it. Sir Joe Quarterman, he's got a song called I Got So Much Trouble on My Mind. They sampled that. A lot of Big Daddy Kane in there, some Roxanne in there. Before that, yeah, love this band, the Corobas Milkshake. Easy <laughs> for you. That is from their new album, In the Shade of the Purple Sun. Those guys are from Russia. Okay. Yeah, came out in 2015. You got to love it, though. Unmistakable. Hint of set me free. Why don't you be able to you keep me hanging on by Supremes riff yeah, going it's Morse on? Morse code. That's what it is. Hey man, good version of that by Vanilla Fudge. In case you're interested, kicking off the set, 
Ted Taylor. Someone's always trying. That was a 45 released in 1964. So, time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know who that is, right? Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. My man Dave is working on a car right now. He's got it in the shop. Is a British company. It's called an Ultima GTR. Okay. One of the fastest cars on the planet. Somebody brought that in for him to work on. It's brought it's broken all kinds of records. But yesterday, Dave, this is on a Sunday, he posted on Facebook, he said, with a picture, it said, Look, five hundred and twenty five horsepower brand new LS three. Yes, I'm working on a Sunday. But who wouldn't but who wouldn't when you have this sitting in a crate? That's how into shit he is. He's like, you know what? I'm coming in just because I want to work on it. 525 horsepower. Why not? Bumper to bumper. The entire ASE certified crew at Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. They get it right every freaking time. You can mention the drive groove and mention the groove and there is a discount. Go to the SoFloRadio.com webpage. Click on the box that says Tony C's SoFlow Groovathon. That's going to take you to my page where every show I've ever done is available to be listened to or downloaded for free. And every song I've ever played is listed there for each show. And at the very top of the page is a wonderfully scribed depiction of what the show is. And in there you will see a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on the link. Takes you right to the page. Tells you everything you need to know. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. It is absolutely the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You know what that means? Time for the drive group. I went for more music, less vocals this time around. We're going to kick it off with Justin Johnson on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
about that little ditty right there? Mark Knopfler and Trent Atkins. That is, I'll see my dream from the Super Policeman's third other ball. I know when the first one came out, that was great. Before that, Jimmy Barnes and Joe Bonamasso doing Lazy, the Deep Purple song. That is from Re-Machined, uh, which was, you know, a tribute album to Deep Purple. It came out in 2012. Those guys are both in uh, Black Country Communion, which I believe has a brand new uh, slab that's already in the hopper and ready to come out. So keep your eye out for that. Before that, Danny Gatton, Nick Pickin from Unfinished Business came out in 87. And kicking off the set, Justin Johnson, song is called Bootleg Turn, and is from the album Driving It Down, just came out this year. On that album, Bootsy Collins plays bass, All and right. June Carter Cash also Ooh. has some vocals on that, but that was uh, one of those uh, instrumentals. So before we get out of here, okay, um, there were a couple of deaths of note recently. Have you ever heard of a website called Stiffs? Dot com. No. It's the Lee Atwater Invitational Deadpool. Oh. And it is hilarious. Stiffs.com. But, uh, you know, Tom Petty passed away. Monty Hall. Monty Hall died. All right. From Let's Make a Deal. You know who else died? Mm-hmm. Raging Bull, Jake LaMotta. Oh, okay. Jake LaMotta died. How about this one? Chuck Lowe, who played Maury in Goodfellas. Yeah, give me the five on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that. He passed away. And, of course, the man... My personal hero, Hugh Hefner. I I I wrote a whole thing about that, and there were you know there was a lot of stuff that 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 got pushed out. You know, he was a scumbag, and this and you know what? Mm-hmm. He was a defender of the First Amendment. He, you know, he was out there. He did his show um, back in 1959, and was putting mm-hmm. black people on his show mm-hmm. regularly. He had Lenny Bruce on television. He was the first guy to put Lenny Bruce. On a talk show and stuff. So, you know, say what you will. He was a real 20th century hero of mine. And that brings me to the group that we're going to finish off the show with. Now, last Thanksgiving, uh, I went back to New York City. And a good friend of mine, Tom Semioli, who writes the uh, Know Your Bass Player column for a number of magazines. He also plays bass in the band The Hippie Nuts. I've played mm-hmm. several of their songs uh, on the show before. They do a great version of uh, 30 Days in the Hole, a Humble Pie song. And uh, he invited me to go out to dinner with him and a bunch of his friends. And his friends in this particular case included uh, Morgan Fisher, who was a keyboard player from Mata Hoople, mm-hmm. um, Garland Jeffries, uh, Wild in the Streets, Skater Anthem. Mm-hmm. And I played, he's got a brand new album out called 14 Steps to Harlem. I played the title track off that, which is fantastic. Um, and there were these two other guys. That were at the dinner as well, named Ed and Gaz. And they are Ed Rogers and Gaz Thomas. Now, these guys do a nifty little show on littlewaterradio.com. It's called Atlantic Tunnel. It's on uh, Thursdays from 6 to 8, and it focuses on really fantastic Brit rock from every era. And they'll do certain shows. They'll have a theme for a show or whatever. But they'll play, if it's British, whether it was recorded 50 years ago or 50 minutes ago. Mm Mm-hmm. They they span the globe, and these guys, these guys know what they're talking about. And they, I was just listening to a show of theirs recently. They were doing a show about what a Beatles record would have been like the next one had they not broken up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so they're they're talking about a lot of the songs that were recorded by members of the Beatles as solo artists right after it. And one of the things they played was um, 
trying to remember. My Sweet Lord. But they played a version of it by Billy Preston that I'd never heard before. All right. So shout out, okay, to Atlantic Tunnel for turning me on to that because it's a dynamite version of the song. So as it turns out, Ed Rogers, okay, who is Ed of Ed and Gaz from Atlantic Tunnel, is another one of these rock troubadours mm-hmm. like Garland Jeffries. He's got several albums under his belt, and now he has a brand new CD. It's called TV Generation, and it is on Zip Records. I was lucky enough to get a copy gratis from uh, Ed's wife, Melanie. Shout out! And it is chock full of groove from a guy who is a real – he is a – Musical raconteur. Okay. There you go. He is a raconteur to music. He is telling you a story, mm-hmm. okay, but with dynamite tunes, okay, backing up the story. And 20th, you know, I've got the entire CD. There's another track I've already slated for, like, the end of your show, okay? Right. But this one, the track is called 20th Century Heroes. And I was thinking about, you know, I'm listening to the song, and I'm reading these old bits, and I was like, okay. That's just too perfect. So that's what I'm going to have to finish it off with. Now, I'm going to New York on Wednesday. <clears throat> and on Thursday, I get to see Tammy Faye Starlight at Pangea. She's doing all the Rolling Stones things. I played, uh, you know, from one of the songs from Let It Bleed. Okay, so I'm looking forward to that. And then on uh, Friday, I get to go up to uh, the Shrine and hear some rock and roll in Harlem up at 133rd and uh, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. I'm going to go see my friend Eric Alterman's band, The Slow Guns. I've played several tracks by them as well on the show. And just here's the interesting thing is that also on Friday, I was invited by Mike Snadowski, who is the cousin of one of the original owners of the Bottom Line, to go to the Bottom Line tribute show, which is being down at Pace University. But I'm going to forego that, okay, in favor of seeing my friend Eric play up at the Shrine. You know, I don't. He's like, well, you know, Paul Schaefer's hosting. And I was like, yeah, I already got drunk with him years ago at the, the Hard Rock. I went to the party for uh, Bring On The Night, the Sting concert movie. And sat down at a table. So one of the weirdest tables I've ever been at was Cheech Marin, Paul Schaefer, um, Lauren Hutton, and Omar Hakim. Okay. All at the same table. And me. And me. No, okay. And it was, no. uh, by the way, the whole thing was live on MTV. So that was pretty interesting. It was the hard rock back then. So I am really looking forward to going back to New York, catching a couple of shows, and then I'm heading to Philly to catch my uh, cousin Jack. He's getting married. Jack and Kristen are getting married on Saturday in in Philly. So get to do the whole family thing as well. So I've got rock and roll. I've got fantastic shows. i got family. And I've got, you know, smoked fish because I can't eat anything that you can't cut with a fork Mm -hmm. for the next four weeks at least. So my mom, God bless her, she's like, well, can you eat smoked fish? I was like, get your ass to Murray's Sturgeon Shop. 89. She's like, I'm there. I'm going. I got you covered. That and a lot of yogurt. I went, thanks, Mom. That and applesauce, too. (laughs) So I'm going to get you out of here with a great brand new track from Ed Rogers. It's from his brand new CD. It's called TV Generation. The song is called 20th Century Heroes. And, And I finished off a show back in March with the Garland Jeffries song, 14 Steps to Harlem. And this is another one of those tracks that for me and for you, you know, how old are we now? You know, we we have 20th century heroes, and they're all mm-hmm. dying off now. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it's just, just get used to it.
You know, some of them are dying off a little ahead of time, but still. I mean, you got to hand it to Hugh Hefner. He toughed it out, baby. You know? So, as always, for myself and the man over here, Mixmaster General, and myself, okay, nice, MC, nice MC Lisp and Drool, <laughs> it is aloha and peace. I'm going to see you in a couple of days, Ma. My childhood heroes fast fade away I saw the news another died today Myths and stories lost in memory But that was my yesterday Heroes in my life, you know the whole cliche One day you're star, lost along the way Lived your moments in glory and fame once you're gone, no one remembers your name Lost another 20th century celebrity Washed up dreams and outlaw in your society Cause yesterday's news, today's history The world just looks for today now the shooting star just fades away So fashionable and chic You suddenly appeared The tabloids fought To have you near Every moment was captured By their eye The money maker they all They all live their lives by Lost another 20th century Celebrity Society Cause Yesterday's news Today's history The world just lives for today As another shooting star Just fades away What happened in the lane years Were you there To calm their fears The light shines Still hear the cheers the curtain now fallen Time to join your peers Yeah!